Hey guys, it's Alfredo. And this is Brian. And this is Film Purgatory. So thank you guys for joining us this week. This week, all about friends and toys and friendship. You got a friend in me? You got a friend in me. Okay. Who wrote that song? But it's pretty iconic. Uh, Newman, something Newman. The reason I remember Newman is because of uh, Seinfeld. Newman. Paul oh, Newman. I know Newman. The, mm. He was also in Jurassic Park. That's the only reason like, I remember the first his one? face. Yeah. yeah. He died like a wimp. Yeah. Word from our producers, it's Randy. Randy Thanks. Newman. What, what, oh, we have to have a name. Because mm. you know Joe Rogan goes, hey, play that tape. And he says like a name. Like it's, a, it's like his producer that always looks everything up and puts like the visuals up for him. I cannot believe. I'm saying you decided to reference Joe I'm, Rogan I'm using it as on this exa- podcast. Hey, I'm using the number one as an example. Okay, so we have to come up with a name. The number one? He's not number one? No, he's not number one. So I know a lot of people think that. So who's number one? I'm not going to mention names. We're number one. What the hell? Oh, after us, I meant. My okay, bad. Okay, there you go. I misspoke. Forgiven. So we should be like, oh, like, like thanks, Catherine. Or like, thanks. We have to come up with a name or... Or like, hey, Zach, good job. Mm. Like a fake name, a pseudo name. Just... How about Skippy? Nah, that's too cartoony. It goes with the, the episode. No, but I'm saying for all our episodes. Oh, okay. Like whenever we figure something out, oh, I appreciate it, whatever. And then it makes it seem like we have a whole crew okay. working with us. It's all about perception. You know how Red Bull got famous? Mm. They threw a bunch of empty cans in, in, in the trash in New York City. Really? Yeah, thousands of them. That's crazy. Creating the perception that they were being, you know popular and people were drinking them nobody was drinking them we'll think about it we'll think about it for, for today Skippy Skippy the producer but we gotta give a, a new one like oh we fired Skippy it's gonna be you know Jacqueline right I don't like that name mm. Randy Newman Randy Newman was the one who made that song I think he stayed throughout all four movies uh, making songs for Toy Story franchise wait like there's new songs I thought they just used the same the same one no there were a couple of songs that he wrote for two and three Four apparently, unique songs. I guess. Oh, okay, you got me there. I had no idea, mm. and I watched them. So, Toy Story happens to be the most successful Pixar franchise. And when I say that, I'm not saying it's the most popular movie. I'm not saying one particular movie. I'm talking about the franchise as a whole is the most popular of all the Pixar movies. I can see that because I'm sure they sold many toys back in the age of non-digital. Right. So I can see that. You know, they are toys themselves. Mm-hmm. Obviously, everybody else has to make their characters into toys. Right. <laughs> so I, they have that advantage. I think time and then just the context of, of the characters. I feel a lot of it has to do with the fact that Toy Story is Pixar's first film. Very first? Very first film. Not only is it Pixar's very first film, it's the first computer animated film. No other movie had that. So feature film. Oh, like in the history in of In history cinema. of everything. I didn't know that. That's... There, there were a lot of shorts. This is oh. the first feature film running for 82 minutes. 81 minutes, I'm sorry. I love that. That's a, that's a home run for Pixar. Yeah. Wow. So it's much like um, the Iron Man. You know, Iron Man is the first in the Marvel Cinematic uh, Universe. Yeah, yeah. And it's highly claimed as, as one of the best in the MCU. So I feel it's the same thing with Pixar. Toy Story is very popular. It's consistently in the top five, just as Toy Story 2 is. 
Toy Story 3. Not so oh, much. as a. You t- sorry, you meant as a film or the franchise? Oh, I'm, I'm overall talking about the franchise themselves, but the reason I get to that conclusion is because I, I've looked at uh, top 10s. Mm-hmm. Um, because Pixar as a whole, they have hits, man. They create hella good movies. I'm a fan of Pixar. I, I prefer Pixar over the traditional Disney film. You know, they have, just to name a few, Monsters Inc., Finding Nemo. I'm still mad they haven't created us uh, like a real sequel to it. Monsters University. That like was a, a, that's a prequel. I want a sequel. I want to see uh, Kitty grown up. You, you should have said that last week. Like, realistically speaking, I would love a, a Monsters Inc. sequel. I don't care if Boo's in it, but right. I want to see Mike and Sully. I thought that's a fantastic duo, even better than Woody and Buzz. Than what? Than Woody and Buzz. Wazowski? Mike and, and, and Sully. And Sully. To me, they, they, they were more wholesome. I, I, I grew more attached to them. Hmm. Okay. But Pixar has a lot of other films that are fantastic. Up, Wally, Coco, all of which are mentioned in these top tens or the best Pixar movies all time. And consistently, Toy Story has multiple movies in these lists. So that leads us to believe that Toy Story is the most successful franchise as a whole. Because like you said, there are many of these great films like Wally or Monsters Inc. don't really have a true franchise. They have maybe one, yeah. maybe two, maybe like a, like a prequel. Right, right. So it's not considered a franchise yet. But as of now, Toy Story is the most successful franchise. Spanning four movies. What was that Buzz Lightyear show? Oh, I don't know. I think Skippy mentioned it. Our producers uh, have informed us that uh, there was a, a forgotten Buzz Lightyear movie. We are not going to mention it in this film because it's not Buzz Lightyear episode. It's the Toy Story episode. But it exists. <laughs> <laughs> Nor are we going to mention the Buzz Lightyear movie that's coming out this year with Chris Evans. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I know. And that's supposed to be a live action, right? No, it's, um, it's, it's animated. Oh, yeah. it's animated. Okay. Oh. This is weird. Chris Evans. Why not get Tom? Uh, Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Oh, my bad. I reversed. Why mm. not get Tim Allen? Mm. Do you sure. want to do it? I guess not. So starting off with Toy Story in 1995, which happens to be the first film. Pretty simplistic. The animation, pretty raw, but it being the first feature computer animated film, it's pretty good. It wasn't bad. It was great. Fantastic, and and to think it holds up well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you can watch it now and still enjoy it. It's a really good animated movie. Mm-hmm. So, I think uh, ahead of its time would be putting it lightly. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Well, during that time is when Steve Jobs was still associated with Pixar as a part owner, and he was ready to sell off Pixar. But after seeing Toy Story, he was really excited on the release. And I feel like that was well-deserved because Toy Story happens to be one of the best Pixar films, in my opinion, out there. I agree. I love Toy Story. Definitely. Just, I guess it leaves a, a strong impression on you. Even the, just the phrase, right? You got a friend in me. A lot of nice messages. Very wholesome movie overall. Well, franchise. Mm-hmm. An underrated aspect of the Toy Story movies, I think part of their success is that I think they're the funniest. Like, as, I think they're consistently funny, even though I do... I do stay consistent with the fact that the quality drops as the movies go on, but they're still funny. Right. Like I think that's one thing they do well, because like Cars was funny, but you know, some there was I think two or three where I didn't really find that funny. It was, but Toy Story consistently made me laugh. Big names in this friend in this movie: uh, Tom Hanks, Tim Allen, 
Laurie Metcalf from Roseanne. Billy Crystal actually turned down the role of Buzz Lightyear, and he said that he that was one of his biggest regrets. But a silver lining was that because he turned that down, it freed him up to be the voice of Mike Wazowski. That's a very familiar voice, mm. I think. Your boy. The story of this is pretty is pretty basic. Um, but what if I told you that Disney wanted to make this into a musical? I mean, I would believe it. John Lasseter, which is the director of this movie and the second movie, pushed against it. <laughs> I, I appreciate that so much. As we know here, our producer Skippy and uh, you, Alfredo, we, I'm not a big fan of musicals. Mm. He, uh, I don't watch them. I don't think they're entertaining. I, I, I look at Spotify for my music. Mm. I want my movies to have serious acting. Unless it's Adam Sandler. He can get away with some silly stuff. We will get into a musical episode. One day. One day. Okay, so Toy Story 2, I feel like it does fall into that same category that we did mention before about the second one being just as good, if not better, than the first movie. I know you really enjoy Toy Story 2. Yeah, because they they threw in so many more characters and being more ambitious doing that. And the quality didn't go down at all. Mm. We felt just as good, you know. We touched touched up upon a Toy Story where we saw more toys, right? A bunch of us. Right. We saw the other cowboy, cowgirl, I should say, set, right? The Western set, right? With With the bullseye, Jesse. Right. The, what was the old man's name? Uh... The, the portrait? No. The, I was going to say the portrait. No. The, <laughs> oh, the uh, proprietor? The pro- prospect? The prospector. Prospector, yeah. nice. <laughs> the protractor. <laughs> the prospector, Bullseye, Jesse. It was pretty cool to see all these new characters. And now, you know, we had we had a mission of, in the first one, we need to save this guy. We need to save uh, Buzz. Buzz, yeah. And now, we got to save Woody. Nice. You know, the, these, these are united toys. Mm. These are a united group of, like you could say family, really. They're not friends, they're family. They really love each other, clearly. That, that's that's the one strong tone of the movie is how unified they all are. And it's, it's awesome to see them look after each other. They have the relationship with the dog. They even Remember, they introduced the, the wiener dog. You know? Right. Wheezy, the forgotten toy. And the only right. reason he's forgotten is because they have no way of getting up there. Mm-hmm. You know, so stuff like that. Little details they throw in that make you, I guess, uh, more uh, relate more to these, to these toys, to these fictional characters. Can you make an argument that these toys are bonded by Andy? Just by Andy? I think Woody is. Mm. Because we learn later in the, in the franchise that they little, they go a little deeper than that. They don't have a lifespan, so they're more bonded in just being used. Mm. It doesn't matter who, how, they're just happy, you know, not being forgotten kind of thing. Like, right. Whatever, we're here to serve whoever. Just like, have fun with me, don't leave me in the closet. Right, so they require a purpose. Otherwise, I think so. Much like in life. Yeah. Damn. Exactly. Deep, deep as fuck. Yeah. Very cool. But I do agree. A lot of the the character introductions in this movie were fantastic. Specifically, Jesse. I really like Jesse as a character. Jesse was great. In fact, John Lasseter's wife was a big reason why Jesse was introduced in this one. She wanted a a positive female role that had a little bit more substance than than Bo Peep. And she did. <laughs> she had Big plenty time. more substance. Her backstory was so sad. Like to this day, when they show that flashback of her getting left and her relationship with it, because Andy obviously being a boy and 
now Jesse having a relationship with a, with a girl here with a female human right and it's like you know her going through the puberty and then the makeup is now there and she's just under the bed forgotten you know it's like right uh, uh, what's her name uh, I forgot her human's name but like oh you know she forgot about me and then one day just abandons her and, and the, you know the the charity like the goodwill you know, right kind right. of giving away the toys and she put it in a box yeah so it was so sad and then the song still sits in my head and I'm like god I don't that's, I don't ever want to feel like that, you know. <laughs> so they do a good job of, of explaining, and then the animations of the of the toys' faces, mm-hmm. really good. They really did look sad. I mean, think about it. it, it Toy Story One was 1995. This is 1999. Five years later, and the animation looked fantastic. It looked pretty good. Hold on, getting word from our producer Skippy. Uh, oh. Jesse's owner's name was Emily. 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 She forgot. Emily. You forgot about Jesse. She's under your bed, Emily. There's a middle-aged Emily somewhere. Like, I was the inspiration for that. <laughs> I did forget, Jesse. Uh, Tom Hanks and Tim Allen actually admitted to crying during that scene every time they, they saw it. It's a sad scene. It's a sad scene. <laughs> it's a sad scene. Speaking of, the, this is the first sequel for Tom Hanks and Tim Allen. In their whole career. In the whole career. Huh. First time they did a sequel. Cool, cool. Tommy Moneybags. I can bathe in my own money thanks well just received word from our producer Skippy says to never say that again I thought it was I thought it was better I tried to make a sequel out of the first one I guess it didn't work out money, we can stick with money bags money bags money bags Hanks money bags cruise <laughs> but um what if I told you that this one this movie almost didn't see the light of day not because it wasn't a great idea, not because they didn't want it. It was almost a straight-to-video to sequel, but 90% of this movie was lost because of, a, of an error. No. They, it was deleted. 90% of the movie was deleted. They had to remake it? No. Galen Sussman, who was the supervising technical director, was working from home after a maturity leave. She just had a kid. So she was okay. working from home and she had a copy of, of the movie. So it was because of that copy that they were actually able to oh get all that information back. That would suck. That would have sucked. That would have been so mad. Yeah, because essentially if you have to remake it, wouldn't you have to double the budget? Essentially. Oh my goodness. But you can make a case that mistakes happen. Mm. After all, it's <laughs> uh, a big mistake. It was a tight schedule that film editors were, would be working in. They'd have 36 to 48 hour shifts. Sometimes they would just burst into tears out of just exhaustion. They were working their butts off. So yeah, you can make a pass, but I, I still would have been mad. <laughs> Did they get raises? <laughs> can you imagine that movie gets deleted and you had a 48 hour shift? But you come home and you no longer have eye bags, it's just raw skin. <laughs> like, it's just, like your eyelids are gone. You're just... Joan Cusack and Kelsey Grammer were some names included into this one. Kelsey was a, the proprietor or the, Pros, the prospector. prospector. <laughs> okay. And um, Joan Cusack was Jesse. Okay. She was in the Adams Family Values and School of Rock. She was I, the principal. I remember School of Rock. Yeah, she was the principal. Okay. Toy Story 3. Ah. Okay, here's the thing. I saw Toy Story 3 once, mm-hmm. and I have refused to see it again because of the ending. 
because it was depressing and there were a lot of depressing moments in, in this film it seemed significantly darker than its predecessors much darker yeah it had a different director Lee Uncrutch what is he known for Coco part Coco co-director of Coco <laughs> Coco it was a good movie I mean what can you really say about Toy Story 3 it wasn't as good as the second one no huge drop off um, a lot of time had passed too much so much that it's essentially a new generation having to see a third movie mm. you know a sequel to a sequel they're just kids like hey what happened to the first two? Oh, well don't get me wrong I'm sure a lot of them are familiar with the first two. right maybe a lot of them saw it but you know this movie came out after so many years so of course the older generation is gonna watch it maybe out of curiosity out of respect their love for the, the first two um, but it was a huge difference and, and we said that even with like Bad Boys 3 Right. It was even though this is animated, I understand the voice actors are technically the same, but the the tone of the movie is different. Mm-hmm. That can be seen from the beginning. Uh, sorry, that can be felt from the beginning. You know, you're going through it, and then it does lead up to a very dark scene. You know, when they're about to die. Which I was just mentioning that it's, it's like so so dark, mm-hmm. and so sad. Like everybody, they're all doomed, and I don't know. Yeah. It lasted a little too long for mm-hmm. my liking. It was. I don't know if they purposely wanted to do that, but you know, it was definitely. It felt different. Well, this movie came out in 2010, giving it an 11-year time gap. So, it could, that could be the case. But much like the Bad Boys, which we did talk about uh, a couple weeks ago, um, you can't really have a franchise with just two movies. It's almost like you're forced to make a third one, even if you don't want to. So, it could have been that John Lasseter, the original creators of of Toy Story, they just didn't want to be involved. I know Tom Hanks and, and Tim Allen were on board, like, from the get-go. Uh, much like in the fourth movie. But there was a, a tone difference. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And, and that's why I asked earlier if their bond, if, if all these toys, Woody, Buzz, Jesse, if their bond really was Andy. Because at the end of this movie, Andy's all grown up. At the end of this movie, Andy gives away his toys to a new girl. What was, what was her name? Bonnie. Bonnie. Um, so Bonnie ends up being the new owner of these toys and so is that relationship really solidified by just andy you know what what is what is what does woody do it could be it could be that it's because uh andy is a lot of their first owners Mm. maybe Mm. maybe a lot of these because they never spoke of previous owners until jesse jesse i think was the only one right uh then bo peep had her little issues in in the following movie but We'll get to that in a little bit, but right. we did eventually come into terms of, oh, these, 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 these toys don't have a lifespan, so, like, obviously, it's kind of like the elephant in the room. Okay, now what? I guess that's what they were trying to do with the third movie, or they established it with the ending, and then the fourth one dives even deeper into that. So that's, mm. I think that's a, a large reason for the change of tone. Mm. Little, they had a little too much realism mm. for the little kids. <laughs> I felt bad, man. Like, uh, that last scene is, like, where Andy plays with the toys one last time before going to college mm-hmm. by a partner. Damn, that was a hard. So long, partner. I want buy some toys and play with them. And then, like, throw them in a box and That was me donate. with my Power Rangers toys. I used to play with those Power Rangers toys. I love Power Rangers. Which one did you have? I had the, the Red Ranger, the Blue Basic Ranger, ass. the Green Ranger. Basic ass. I had the Gold Ranger. The no, ti- you're fucking the, lying. The Titanium Ranger. You're a fucking liar. Yeah. And yeah. then I had the, the Time Force Quantum Ranger. That was... 
shit. And I had like one motorcycle, so I had to pretend like one was getting robbed. <laughs> they're carpooling. Yeah, they're all carpooling. Hey, there were 302 characters in this Toy Story 3. That's the most characters in any Pixar film. It's a lot. Yeah, that's ridiculous amount. But there are a lot of toys. Michael Keaton and Jeff Garland were introduced into this movie. Michael was Ken. Michael Keaton was Ken. Like Barbie's Ken? Yeah. Oh, okay. And Jeff Garland, who we know him as Jeff. Jeff Green. Curb Your Enthusiasm. He was uh, Buttercup. Is that the evil bear? No, that was... Clonzo. Clonzo. Alonzo. Ball? Morning. <laughs> Stand by for Skippy. Skippy, you have any information for us? Lotso the bear. Lotso the bear. Lotso hugging bear. That's that's nice. The word. Oh, lots of hugging. Oh, you're a fucking that's clown. Good. I like it. Lots of. Thanks, hugging. Skippy, producer. Appreciate it. Best Skippy. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It was. It was a pretty sad movie for me. But I guess it gets even worse because I remember when Toy Story 3 came out after all those years and I was almost surprised like really they're gonna make a third one and when they announced the fourth one I was just mad yeah yeah because yeah. it's like there, there was no need for it that was a, a perfect ending that's it say goodbye to their to the boy Andy you're done and you live the rest of your life with Bonnie but now now the fourth one comes out now Woody's not the focal point now there's a new toy introduced, Forky. Forky is so stupid, bro. Yeah, it was, like you said, unnecessary. The movie, the whole thing could be described as unnecessary. That's really like, if you had if you had to summarize one movie with one word. Toy Story 4 came out 2019. Nine years after Toy Story 3. So big time gaps. And at this point, I think we can confidently say they're just going for the money grab. Yeah. Because they know the original generation has lost interest. They're just taking advantage of a new generation. Right. It's not, it's not a surprise that they wait 11 years and then 9 years. Mm-hmm. You know? So, at this point, yeah. Unnecessary. I wasn't interested. The story falls off. Uh, a lot of extra characters. And it's just, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like Toy Story anymore. At all. And there's a reason why this was the... This movie marked John Lasseter's final involvement with Pixar Animation Studios. You see a lot of departures, both on screen and off screen. On screen, you say goodbye to our friend Woody, stays behind, Bo Peep. Can you say that Woody's a simp? Yeah. For Bo Peep? Yeah. That man left his family, Dominic Toretto style, in Fast and Furious 7, and is like, fuck y'all, I'm going with this female, this blonde. Yep. Like he had Jesse, mm. right? The the character was substance, the the, the powerful, independent mm. female character, and she he goes for for Bo Peep. Bo Peep. See that bug me. That's his day one. His ride or die. Not a good look. Not a good look. You know what? Our producer actually. Our producer just Skippy just mentioned. Yes, Buzz is with Jesse. Also, oh, he had no choice. He had no choice in the matter. But still, abandoning the whole group. He abandoned the family. The family. Yeah. He said. Hey, good luck, guys. I love y'all. So it's still sin behavior, but we were wrong in the sense that it's tolerated. Jesse, Jesse was not an option. It's tolerated sin behavior. It's not tolerated. It's tolerated. It's not. You have a lifetime. Sorry, you don't have a lifetime. Like 
You could just get with anybody. Why are you gonna abandon your family? Because he wants to save. He wants to save lost toys, and like help them find new homes. Yeah. What? Yeah. Is he child protective service? He, <laughs> he is. He's trying to. He's just, <laughs> just go and live your life with your family, with the group that's been with you day one. They saved you. My man. They twice. saved you. Twice. Hey, I don't know. This is why I say. I don't know about the the Mike and and the Sully comment because Buzz went out of his way to save Woody twice. That man went through a mission twice. Woody did the same thing. Mike and Sully went through college together. No, oh, that's that. that's that's a whole different <laughs> animal. <laughs> Mike was funny as hell in college. <laughs> but um, yeah, it it is kind of sad. I mean, hopefully it's the end. Hopefully there there is no more. If they come out with a Toy Story five, I don't know what to do. Uh, again, Tom Hanks and Tim Allen were on board for the fourth one, even before it was announced. They might even be down for a fifth one. I mean, you collect the check to to go have fun. Yeah, I get it. I mean, they built really good chemistry supposedly amongst themselves. I believe. Overall, Brian, four movies considered. Fuck Buzz Lightyear. Fuck the unknown Buzz Lightyear movie. And fuck the upcoming one. Fuck the upcoming one. Overall, Toy Story, four movies. What do you rate it? Probably like a six out of ten. Damn. The last two were bad. They, what the they, fuck? They drop off a lot. Yeah. Jesus Christ. The first two, easy, easy nine out of ten, maybe tens out of ten, but the the last two do drop off a lot. I'm gonna go. It's half. It's half the franchise. It's half the franchise, yeah. But the first two carry, bro. Oh. I'm gonna go eight. Fuck you. Nah, you're exaggerating. Now you're being a hipster. All right, fine. Seven point five. I don't accept this. <laughs> Seven point five because you know it's not it's not every day that it's unanimous when a movie is is 100% good. Even Rotten Tomatoes, it's 100% good. First two have 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, and everybody loves Toy Story one and two. It's not every day that you can find people that don't have anything bad to say about a movie so they carry hard and the third one as many faults as it may have it was a nice ending and if they would have left it that way it would have been a great ending fantastic they did fuck it up with the fourth one coming out so it did lose a lot of points you do have a point it's half at the end of the day what'd you say i said uh six six point five fuck that that's acceptable i can claim that Mm. As a film purgatory, so we'll we'll round it out at six point two five. Six point two five. Quick maths. Very nice. If you haven't seen these movies already, you can check them out in Disney Plus premium subscription. So Alfredo, uh, I think you want to talk about a popular movie you just saw. Yes. Okay. So trendy. I just saw Batman. The Batman. Matt Reeves. Uh, his interpretation of. Batman, the... The Gotham Protector. The... The Dark Knight. No, the Crusader. The Cape Crusader. The Silent Watcher. See. Okay, so... Just to start off. It is almost impossible to not compare this movie with its predecessors. Why? Because it's Batman. So, as much as you want to try to criticize this movie alone you can't help but make the comparison with the tim burton batmans with the christopher nolan batmans 
even with the Zack Snyder Batman, who was yeah. part of the Justice League. Yeah. That being said, I do not believe this is one of the strongest Batmans out there. I wasn't a fan of a lot of these uh, elements introduced by Matt Reeves. One, I don't like the suit. My man's rocking a, a pop collar. What? It was weird. Oh, okay, yeah. Definitely I, weird. I'm glad I didn't see that in the trailer. Not a fan of the suit. Batmobile, pretty decent. Not what you expect. Still not one of my favorites. Oh. Christopher Nolan's tank, fantastic. The tumbler. The tumbler, that shit was cool. Uh, but regardless, it only comes up once. Most of the time, Batman's on a bike. Okay. How was his motorcycle? It was basic motorcycle. Nothing special. So a lot of the gadgets not really seen as far as his, uh, his vehicles. He does use detective work, which is good. I like the detective elements put into this movie. He's a starting up Batman. He's not a perfect Batman. He makes mistakes. It's fine. No problem with that whatsoever. If there's one thing that this film did do good, great for that matter, would be setting the tone. This is not your traditional superhero film that you think that you see in the MCU or Marvel or anything like that. Uh, this is DC. DC is dark. DC is a little bit more raw, and you get that in that film. In this film, actually, it's great. It's fantastic. I like the the tone set in this movie, even from the beginning. Fantastic, with the lighting and the music. Great. No problem with that whatsoever. I did have a huge problem with the time it was almost three hours and i felt every second of it yeah it's too long for a superhero movie there's no reason that it had to be that long you could have definitely crunched it down a little bit more bottom line as a standalone film wasn't bad chilling it's acceptable but as a franchise definitely missed the mark um i felt like a lot of the characters did not fit their roles robert pattinson being one of them I just don't see him as Bruce Wayne. He did not have the build for Bruce Wayne. He did not have the build for Batman. It helps sell the character. Exactly. At the end of the day, like you can't go around it. You know, not, none of us are being too picky with you know, you know, body positivity or you know expectations. But at the end of the day, you're playing a, a borderline superhuman. Mm -hmm. You gotta look the part. Right. So I get it. Like look at Henry Cavill. Mm -hmm. Henry Cavill. A lot of people, I remember, they were like, oh, did he take steroids? And he was very proud of like, no, you know, I just really, you know. He had a very hectic workout schedule to beef up for Man of Steel because mm -hmm. he looked huge. He got really ripped for it, and that's necessary. Right. People love Henry Cavill as Superman. Right. Say what you want about Zack Snyder, Justice League, the movie itself, whatever. But you can't tell me that the casting was imperfect. Fantastic. Ben Affleck was great as Batman. Fantastic. Henry Cavill was great as right. Superman. So that criticism that you're giving me is it kind of sucks to hear. Right. It's like I'd expect at the very least. Robert Pattinson to, to look the part, mm -hmm. right? Because he has in his previous films. We're, we're fans of his. We're not we're not huge critiques, right? Uh, and his acting is usually pretty good. He does kill the roles. As of late, I've been really impressed with Robert Pattinson. A lot of films have been coming out pretty good. Tenants, uh, The Lighthouse, great movies, uh, great roles. Uh, I just think he missed the mark on this one. Yep. It's not a bad thing. Which is a lot of characters I feel were the same thing. Mm -hmm. Commissioner Gordon uh, was one of them. I feel like um, John Torturo was uh, Carmine Falcone. Strange casting. Strange casting. Strange casting all around. Yeah, some characters were pretty good. I'm surprised that your criticism of uh, Commissioner Gordon. I, I don't remember his name, but I do like that actor because I know he's from Westworld. He's actually on Boardwalk Empire. James uh, Wright. Yeah, I, I'm a fan of his Oh, name. I'm sorry. Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright. I like him. 
Um, I like him too. I just don't think this was uh, a good role for him. I felt like the relationship with Batman was a little bit stiff. It was weird. Uh, it just didn't fit to me. I get it. This is a very unique film, and this is Matt Reeves' interpretation, which is fine. But you got to remember, this is a uh, one of the most popular characters of all time. The most in DC, particularly. The most in DC. So there's no need to change the format that much. It's trying to change. Exactly, to make yourself different. I, I understand you're trying to give a little spin on it like every other franchise has, but this is the most popular superhero in DC. You don't need to. Don't mess with anything, any success that he already has. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Again, as a standalone, it's fine, but as a franchise, I think it missed the mark, and it is, it will be a franchise because of the very end, they already hint that they're gonna keep on going with this one. I'm not gonna say anything. I don't feel like I said too much. Um, definitely check it out. I gave it a four out of ten. Not a fan, um, but uh, definitely check it out it's in theaters. Definitely let us know what you guys think. Um, next week, Brian. Next week, we're gonna go back to some action. Nice. A little bit of a, a famous movie, famous character. A lot of people remember. Taken. Ooh, very particular set of skills there. Nice. Gonna be a good week. I like that. Well, that's gonna do it, guys. We really appreciate all the support and all the feedback. If you like today's episode or you have ideas for future episodes, definitely get in contact with us. You can reach us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Our username would be Film Purgatory or Film underscore Purgatory. And make sure to have all your notifications turned on on all your streaming services so you know as soon as you drop the latest episode. Well, thanks again, guys, and we'll see you next week.